Hi everyone, welcome to church. We're so excited to share what God is doing in our midst. Please follow me for a few announcements. Lockdown is a time of prayer. Unity lies within the power to hear the same thing from God. Join us during this lockdown time to pray every morning at 6, only for 20 minutes on Zoom, or on Monday nights for intercession from 8 to 9 p.m. Explore with us the Book of Daniel every Tuesday morning from 6.30 till 7 a.m. We are discussing one chapter at a time with a week of exploring in between. Let's search the historical context and relevance of Daniel's prophecies together. Our ministry is funded by the generous giving of our members and friends. Kindly support this ministry by giving towards our cause. We are all affected by the current circumstances, but sadly, some are more affected than others in this difficult time. Please help us to help those in need by giving towards our BodySurve account. Morning, everybody. Um, I feel the message that, uh, or scripture that uh, God has uh, put on my heart for tithes and offerings this morning is uh, Matthew 6, 33. Um, and it goes like this. But first seek, most importantly, seek, aim, strive after his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. That's the Amplified Version, so there's a couple of uh, words in between there that's been added. Um, but most importantly, it's about seeking after God's heart um, and having our priorities right. It's about seeking after His heart and seeking after Him and trusting that He will give us, um, and as His Word says, that everything else will be given to us also. So, yeah, let's, let's have our priorities right. Let's seek after God's heart. Yeah, let's seek after Him and trust uh, in Him. Have a great week, have a great day, and uh, we'll speak to you guys soon. Okay then, bye. Hi guys. Yes, I don't know about you, but a knock on the door during lockdown was very rare. But I just want to testify how amazing it was for us to hear a knock on our door every time we ask the Lord for provision. As you all know, Ian and I run our own business and um, due to coronavirus, we were unable to generate any income through our business. Um, but, you know, every time we prayed and said, Lord, we don't know how we're going to be fed the next week. We had a knock on our door. I had friends coming over, even my neighbors coming over and just giving us flour or eggs. I know Nina drove all the way from Wimbledon and she didn't even know that we didn't have any food at that stage. Chrissy came over one night and just came with bags of food, food that we didn't expect, but food that was so, so necessary. So we just want to glorify God and also ask you, if you need anything, pray and know that God answers your prayers. He will in the right time. Sometimes it's a knock on the door. Have a great day. So, 
This morning, I want to talk about how do I make the gospel my story and why do I need to make it my story? Um, evangelism or the gospel and talking about the gospel is um, communicating the gospel message and includes three things. And I hope you can remember it this morning. The first one is it's a warning. It's a warning to people and to ourselves that um, there's consequences to sin. Um, that sin is terrible and it destroys our lives and it's not God's plan for our lives. The second one is an explanation of God's remedy. The fact that God has a plan to destroy sin in our lives so that we can be free, so that we can live lives of freedom. And we must talk about this to the world because if we have the remedy, uh, why are we not giving the remedy? You know, if somebody would have the remedy for the coronavirus now, all of us want to have it because we want to safeguard our families and friends. And there's hope, there's fact, the fact that um, the sickness is not ruling over us because we've got a solution. So if we have the solution for the pain and the destruction that sin brings into this world, um, we must actually talk about it. We must explain it to people. Um, and then thirdly is uh, the call, the fact that we must call to repentance not just ourselves, and I want to say to you, uh, also not just the people out there, but ourselves as well. The fact that we must turn away from um, our sins and we must start to believe in Christ. We must believe in His truth and we must trust in Him alone, surrender to Him and give Him the steering wheel of our lives. And these three things, you know, as the remedy to uh, the brokenness of the world, these are things that we must proclaim every day and in everything that we do. So my question is, why are we not sharing the gospel? And why don't we have the kind of joy and boldness um, that the apostles had uh, in the time that they were living here on earth? And so I want to first say to you, why do I make the gospel my story? Uh, why do I need to actually make it my story? So but before we can answer the question, why do I need to do it? I must first say, what do I want to make part of my life? Um, what is expected of me? Um, how do I count the cost in what I must share? And I think many Christians don't even know what are um, supposed to be shared. And um, Charles Spurgeon wrote, soul winning is the chief business of the Christian minister. Indeed, it should be the main pursuit of every true believer. We each should say with Simon Peter, I'm going fishing. And with Paul, our aim should be that I may somehow save some of them. Uh, Jesus even stressed the importance of soul winning. In Luke chapter 9, verse 26, he said, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. When he shall come in his own glory and in his fathers, and of the holy angels. So we know that it's important to Christ and that he has commanded us to, um, to share, to talk about the, the faithfulness of God in our lives. Um, he often said that I'm only doing the, the things that the Father wants me to do. But there's a story, there's a narrative of what God has done in Jesus' life so that he could talk about it to, to other people. And, um, and this is not the only thing. Uh, God wants us to even go beyond that. Um, 
to go beyond witnessing to a place of soul winning. The fact that we are witnessing is not going to bring people to salvation, but the um, invitation to make a decision for Christ. So if I can maybe just read this, evangelism is the art of spreading the good news of God's salvation through Jesus Christ for the purpose of soul winning. While soul winning is the art of making converts for Jesus Christ through the spreading of the good news of his saving grace. So there's a few things that we must first talk about. Is what do I need to share? <laughs> what is expected of me uh, to spread the gospel? Now, the first thing is we must pray for salvation. Um, Psalm 2 verse 8 says, Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. So God commands us to ask. He says, and when you ask, uh, he will give it to us. He will actually partner with us and he will make it to come to fruition. Uh, 1 Timothy 2 verse 1 to 4 says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayer, uh, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Not just for ourselves, but for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. Because His desire is for all men to be saved, we need to pray for that and to come unto the knowledge of the truth, which means that it is good and acceptable in the sight of God that we will work together with him in praying and trusting that he will give us the breakthroughs um, to reach people in their lives. In application or, you know, in consequence, this means that you and I need to adjust our prayer lives to not just pray for ourselves and our own obstacles and um, everyday life, but we need to start to pray for other people to come to salvation. And anything that um, is obscuring um, them to come to salvation, we must pray to be removed. Uh, we must observe their lifestyles. We must walk with them in their pain. And we must pray for their salvation until we see the breakthrough. And I, I think many Christians struggle to make this um, commitment because it's so difficult to, uh, to think beyond ourselves. Secondly, our stories must become others' stories. So um, telling us stories is a powerful tool, tool of evangelism and soul winning. And we become this, the, the living witness of what God has done in our lives. Lazarus is such an example. Um, he was a living testimony of the resurrection power of Christ. And at the time, he became one of the most influential people in converting people to Christ. Um, John chapter 12, verse 9 to 11, so much that they wanted to kill him as well with Jesus. Much people of the Jews, verse 11, or verse 9, therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, who he had raised from the dead. 
But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Because of the story of Lazarus, other people were inspired. They were excited about the gospel and they started to trust in Jesus. They, they, they heard the story of Jesus and they knew about Jesus and they've seen so many things happening in um, Israel at the time. But it was the stories of people being transformed that allowed them to come closer to and to believe in Jesus and to make the choice to follow him. Um, so witness, witnessing is sharing what is what you experience about the life that you have with Jesus, the things that you've encountered with him, that you've seen and heard and touched Jesus. Um, John even wrote in 1 John 1 verse 1 to 4, um, that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and sew unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Uh, that your joy might be full to speak about the gospel, to speak about and witness about what Christ has done. Um, and uh, also Peter standing in front of the Sanhedrin and uh, his audience uh, respectively said uh, in Acts 5 verse 32, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Yo, we as Christians are nothing but Christ's witnesses. Um, and my question to you about this is, are you aware that God is at work in your life? that God is actually doing a lot of things, but because you are not um, spending time maybe with him, you don't know about his faithfulness. You don't know about the small things that he's doing in your life right now that you can actually testify about if you were just more conscious of his presence. And so um, are you ready to share whatever he does in your life? Um, do you observe others' divine encounters with Christ uh, that he's working through your life. Example is um, you uh, being at your workplace, uh, at that coffee station that you so often visit there um, in your workplace and, um, and sharing with people. And, and, and the morning that you, you say to a person, listen, um, I just want you to know that you are not alone, that God loves you. And you transform that person's life and he or her start to, to cry because it's a divine encounter and they can't deny that they are lonely and they are in need of, um, of God's comfort. You know, those moments where our story of obedience 
coincide with other people's stories and they get transformed and inspired because we are also human and fallible and making mistakes, but we are obedient and we walk with Christ. You know, it's not about getting things perfectly right. Um, we will always be sinners while being here on earth. We will always get things wrong, but it's about the divine encounters of Christ in our lives that we can transform people around us. The witness of, of transformation that he's doing in our lives and, and the sincere reality that we are sinners and we can't get it right. But we know Christ. We know the one that is the solution and that can get everything right. Um, and then thirdly, um, is the what means that the teaching of the word of God is necessary uh, to share the gospel. God's ways are God's word on how he wants to do things. And so um, our capability to win souls for Christ is also centered around our ability to, um, to, to share the word of God with people and, and let those principles um, transform them. We can't always be with people, but we can leave the word of God in their lives and the Holy Spirit to transform them, to let them grow so that the Holy Spirit can be the teacher in their lives and they can go beyond our mistakes even to become the people that God has called them to. Psalm 19 verse 7, the law, the word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And, um, and so my question to you about this would be, are you willing to walk people through the word of God? Are you discipling people according to his principles? Are you telling them how it transforms your life? Um, you know, I've realized we are busy in a process of developing a culture of discipleship here in the church. And the first thing that I've realized when we, um, as a leadership team, said to ourselves that, you know, we, we're actually not discipling. <laughs> and the reason why we're not discipling is because many people were not discipled themselves. So they not, don't have the confidence to actually go out and disciple others. So we started off with um, our leaders on top level and said, listen, we must first impart into one another's life. And so I'm spending a lot of time with, with our board members, with our um, uh, leaders in the church to, um, to disciple them because they must learn how the word of God become part of their lives and how they can duplicate that in other people's lives. So I want to say to you, it's costing us, um, but it's amazing because when you spend time with people in the Word of God and you see how it transforms them, you get inspired, you get excited because you know that you know they will walk all the way and they will do great exploits for Christ. Fourthly, is to go to the lost and preach and heal and deliver um, and see miracles happen. Uh, sinners don't go to church. Um, they are in clubs and bars and hotels. And these days, who knows where in lockdown time. Um, but they're outside of the church. They're not inside of the church. And they clearly not everyone um, uh, uh, um, slot in with us, uh, you know, online even. Um, we must find out where they are and go and reach them where they are at. The church is the place where souls it's, um, you know, gathered um, and um, to, to, to disciple, to raise up, 
to um, to to add to the church and to uh, to to fellowship together. But we must go outside the church to start to uh, to share the gospel with people. We must have the courage to um, to reach people in our workplace. We spend so much time with people around us in the workplace. Um, normally, I know in in lockdown time, it's it's difficult, but still, we've got communities of even Facebook and social media, um, even in just messaging. Uh, these days, you know, I watch my kids. They are just talking to their friends all the time. Um, there's a, a whole new dynamic of social interaction. But we must be included in those circles. We must start to reach out to people beyond our own sphere of, of influence. Um, like Peter on Pentecost Day, he stood where mockers and sinners were, and, um, and 3,000 souls were added to, to Christ. Um, we must follow the footsteps of our master, Jesus, where he, we're not spending time all the time in the synagogues, but um, he went out into the, the streets, um, into even the rural areas. He, uh, he, he, he made it his, his purpose to reach every person uh, with the message of God. Matthew 10, 6 to 8 says, But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. So now that we know what is expected, why do we sh not share this? Um, unfortunately, uh, evangelism is dying in many churches today. Uh, Tom Reiner says that um, when you compare the rate of evangelism today to 30 years ago, only one person is being reached with the gospel for every 40 to 60 church members. He noted that conversion rates have declined where you find numerical growth you are more likely to find that the growth is transfer from Christian from one church to another. Uh, it is important to let believers understand that there's actually benefits in sharing the gospel. It's a blessing. It's a joy. Paul spoke about the joy in his life when he shares the gospel. Um, and so I want to just mention a few. I, I realize that there's lots more, but if I can just, for the sake of our conversation this morning, uh, say that it brings joy in our lives when we share the gospel. Uh, the best cure for sadness and depression is evangelism. Because the joy that follows is matchless. <laughs> All heaven goes into um, celebration. Luke chapter 15 verse 10 speaks about this. And that joy is passed down from heaven um, on everyone that um, is part in bringing in the harvest. And suddenly, when one comes to a salvation, it becomes a joyful, without any material explanation, um, change in our lives for such a great mood that we are experiencing. And it becomes uh, a bundle of inexplicable joy. And... Um, and secondly, it's a reward that we will receive in heaven. Matthew chapter 19, verse 27 and 29, speaks about mansions that is waiting for us. Um, that um, there's crowns of glory, 1 Peter 5, verse 4, for those who share the gospel of God. Um, 
And, uh, and the Bible is, is, is clear about this. Rather than to store up treasures in, um, in, on earth, we should put our treasures in heaven and eternity and an eternal relationship. People that will go with us to eternity. Um, and then thirdly, there's a divine security. There's um, a, a few times in the Bible that you read about Paul that was almost assassinated. People came against him. They um, tried to, to kill him, arrest him, assassinate him, imprison him um, several times. Uh, and none of them were successful because God's protection was over him while he was sharing the gospel. So I can tell you that a soul winner cannot be wasted overnight by natural or unnatural powers. Um, or occurrences or mishaps cannot come to a life that is profitable to God and his kingdom. Because when we share the gospel, um, God's protection goes with us. And so Matthew 16, verse 5, 15 to 18 says, They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So the beauty of it is that when we partner with Christ and we share the gospel, there goes a, a protection and a strength with us. Um, fourthly, manifestations of spiritual gifts. If you want to experience the spiritual gifts to operate in your life, the best way to see it happen is to share the gospel. Because the apostles, the first time that they've seen deliverances and healing taking place was when they started to share the gospel. It accompanies um, the word of God and the sharing of the gospel. And so if we want to see the, the spiritual gifts, gifts in action and grow in it, we must start to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But many of us are not experiencing the fullness of the strength and, and, and authority of God in our lives because we are not willing and we're too afraid to share the gospel with people around us. And uh, it's more to benefit us and like let us look good um, than to, um, to, uh, to let it accompany uh, the word of God and the truth that he wants to speak into people's lives. Fifthly, eternal life, that um, spreading the gospel in truth um, and in righteousness further cements our place in heaven in the book of life, um, because we are so aware of our fragile state and the fact that we can so easily miss um, the fullness of a relationship with God. Number six is um, a key to accessing a long-awaiting breakthrough is to winning souls. Uh, because when we, we focus on the right things, the kingdom of God first, we see that it attracts a divine intervention from God. Um, so if, you, if we are struggling with consistent frustrations, not seeing intervention of God and breakthroughs, um, sharing the gospel and trusting God for souls always brings breakthrough in our lives. Um, according to Rice, he says that um, Christians who win souls as special blessings, which um, others who do not win souls never have. And I believe that. I believe that when we share the gospel, Christ gives us the breakthroughs that is necessary for us to live a life of godliness and 
and, and a life of abundance. And then seven is that um, we have a divine beautification, that whenever one goes out for soul winning, um, we see the beauty of God bestowed upon a person that shares the gospel. It's beautiful. Um, uh, just as the Bible reports in Daniel, Daniel 12, verse 3, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever. forever. Beautiful are the feet of those who proclaim the gospel. Um, there's a beauty that goes with those who are you know, excited about sharing the gospel with people around them. So how do we make the gospel my story? And uh, that is a practical but uh, very important thing that we must just um, say to ourselves. And again, I want to say, before we can talk about how do I make it um, my story, we must first talk about what is the hindrances of uh, us not um, getting to share the gospel. Uh, and the first one is the lack of hospitality, is that I see that... Um, too many believers have little or, or no significant contact with unbelievers. Um, that uh, we work side by side with people and um, we don't spend any significant, meaningful friendships or social interactions with people that are not of the faith. We, we seem to, to, um, to, to rather stay together um, as Christians, and uh, which is good, and there's place for that, but we forget that the only way that we can transform other people's lives is to befriend them, to become part of their social uh, atmospheres, and uh, we need to actively look for ways to get involved in the lives of others. Um, and sometimes it gets messy; it uh, it's actually uncomfortable at times, um, but. But we need to, um, to get involved in their lives. Secondly is the one of laziness. Uh, Richard Phillips uh, states that many of us are ineffective evangelists simply because we are too lazy and self-centered. We are not willing to cross the street to meet people, and we do not care enough for the eternal destiny of friends, family members, and co-workers to risk the social hazard of talking about the Lord. Romans 10, verse 14 to 15. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Um, you know, for some of us, that laziness even means that we must just get our schedules prioritized for the gospel. Um, we we often, you know, planning for everything else in life, but uh, we don't prioritize the things of God uh, in our lives and a consistent expectation for people to come to salvation and to uh, to befriend them uh, so that they can uh, come close and understand what Christ is all about. Thirdly, is uh, an obstacle is division. Um, in John uh, 17, verse 20 to 23, it says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe 
in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. The whole world is watching to see through skepticism. Um, you know, if Christianity is true, are we willing to, to unite ourselves and to, um, to even back one another and to befriend and love one another in such a way that the world will have to testify about Christians being different, Christians that love one another, um, that, that stand together. And uh, the fourth one is fear is that we sometimes just too afraid to, uh, to share the gospel. Now, um, I can tell you with this comes a guilt complex that we sometimes feel, you know, that I'm not worthy to share the gospel. And so because I'm not um, sharing the gospel, I'm not a good Christian. And I want to say to you, um, you know, when we share the gospel, there is definitely um, the possibility of suffering. Christ said that you're going to suffer for my sake. You are even going to um, experience a lot of resistance. Um, but we certainly must see the risen Christ, the ascended Christ, and the power that he is moving with as more important, as more glorious than our fears in this lifetime. If we don't share, how will people be able to hear the truth of Christ. And so we need to overcome our fears. We need to, um, to find the confidence to, to share boldly, uh, joyfully, um, to, to actually be excited to share. Um, fifthly is self-righteousness as an obstacle. 1 Timothy 1 verse 15 to 17 says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. In other words, Paul is saying, that he's considering himself as being the, um, the worst sinner of it all. That uh, we sometimes, you know, fail to share the gospel because we think too much of ourselves uh, and uh, too little of others. That we actually are so satisfied that we know um, and that um, puts us in a position that we know something that other people don't. And, uh, and I want to say to you, as long as we recognize that we are in need of a Savior as anyone that needs to receive the gospel, we will be humble enough to, um, to be excited about little steps, little things that are changing in people's lives and excited about the change that Christ is bringing in their lives. Six, 
a lack of confidence, a lack of confidence in the power of the gospel. The fact that you had maybe negative um, expectations in, in evangelism um, in the past, maybe you had bad experiences of sharing the gospel with, with other people. Um, but Paul clearly states that, it, that he was eager, he was excited <laughs> um, to share the gospel. In, uh, in verse 16 of Romans 1, uh, Romans 1, 14 to 17, let me just read it. I'm under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. We don't need to be fearful because this is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to Jew first and also to Greek. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And we don't need to be fearful because this is the power of God in people's lives. And so we need to trust God when we share the gospel that he's going to come to the party, <laughs> that his power and, um, and, and his breakthrough will come because people's hearts are hardened and they are broken vessels um, that are resisting God for numerous reasons. Um, but it's the power of God through his gospel, through his word, through his truth that change and transform people. So we don't need to feel ashamed if, if we um, don't get a breakthrough even uh, because Christ is with us and he will convict, he will um, uh, confront, <laughs> he will uh, work at people's hearts so that they will be ready when we share um, and receive Christ as their Savior. Number seven and the final one is the impact of evangelism or soul winning uh, leads to church growth. And, um, and the best way to, to grow church is um, to, uh, to do evangelism, to raise people through the gospel, um, to raise others. So if we want to see the church grow and not decline as it is doing worldwide, um, or I should not say worldwide, I know in, in areas like even Iran in this um, moment, uh, the, the gospel is just exploding. <laughs> it's, it's really, um, in, um, in China, it's just exploding. Um, and, uh, and we see many places in the world, it's, it's just transforming lives um, uh, by the millions. And, uh, and what I wanted to say to you is, in the Western context, the church is declining um, in nations that was known to be Christian nations. And, um, and it is declining uh, because, you know, we are not evangelizing. And so we want to see God's kingdom extend, grow to the place where it can fulfill its destiny and purpose and see people living lives of fullness and, and trust and faith in God. Um, my final words today to you is, and, and I hope this is an encouragement to you as it is to me, that there's benefits to sharing the gospel. Uh, we should share the gospel um, because it, it transforms our lives when we share. Um, and it's not just the pastor's you know, responsibility. Maybe I should say first that 
it is also the pastor's responsibility. And I take that uh, very serious. You know, in, in our church, I make the commitment to go with the people to the streets. I go on missions. I, I share the gospel wherever I can. But most of you are in an environment of um, interaction with people that don't know the gospel more than I, um, as a minister of the gospel, am exposed to. And therefore, um, the church will not grow because the pastor are sharing the gospel. We all have an obligation to, to start in our everyday life, be conscious, uh, aware, even vigilant at God's work and His um, way of doing and, and the hearts that He is preparing around us. But we miss opportunities because we are not focused. And, and I want to say to you, it's time to pray. It's time to trust God. It's time to move out and to see people's lives being transformed. Um, it's time to take the word and to, to share it with people and to walk a road with them, to, to set time aside um, to walk that road with them, to see their lives being transformed um, and, and to unite ourselves in the cause of Christ, to know that it's now unification in understanding of the gospel and what it is and what it means to us and to treasure it and to not fight with one another but rather to fight against the enemy's schemes to, to steal people away, to, to take them away from the gospel that will unite us and see success that will transform people's lives. My heart's desire today is to leave with you a... Uh, a message of, of change. A message of even your perceptions to change about sharing the gospel. Those fears that you had about, oh, my pastor is expecting me to walk on the road, uh, on the streets to, um, to go and share the gospel. Or, you know, I'm expected to invite people again to church. Um, you know, many people are going to come into the kingdom even through your small group because it's an easier way to interact and to socialize um, than to come to the church, to the house of God, um, to, uh, to have a, a religious experience. It's when we, in our personal lives, start to live Christ and share that change that Christ is bringing in us uh, to the world out there in everyday life that changes is going to happen. Uh, my desire, my my heart for you is to, 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 to be like Paul uh, and be eager to share the good news. Let's pray together. Father, we realize that uh, it's not always easy to share the gospel. It's intimidating and sometimes we even are persecuted, Father God, for believing in you. Some people even feel that uh, and belittling us, Father God, because of our views. But Father, this is a small price to pay for the eternal blessing of seeing people spending eternity with you. And Father, we ask you that you will come and work in our hearts, that you will change our hearts, Father God, and change those negative feelings even about sharing the gospel and to eagerly start to share at any opportunity that we have. Um, the gospel of peace to people. We pray this in your wonderful name.
in the name of Jesus. Amen.